Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Uh, hey folks, uh, welcome back to Ike Live. Small weather delay. Peak Lusick, uh, wind, uh, lightning, rain, hail. We saw the lights flicker here in the Ike Live studio. Mm-hmm. What, weather's getting crazy here. Let me let me ask you this: it's a little off t- off topic, and Brian's already mad at me because we've been going late all night. But <laughs> is 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 global warming real? Don't look at anybody else in the studio. Look at me. Okay. Is global <laughs> don't warming? Look else <laughs> don't look at anybody because these guys give you bad ideas. They answer the wrong way. Trump. Yeah. Is global warming real? <laughs> Huge. Is global warming real, Pete? Yeah, you know, there's definitely a change going on right now. The question in my mind, is it cyclical? Like we see all in, in everything that happens on the planet. It, we're going through a phase where it, it's, it is warming, and then we're going to be going back to, you know... The you know to normal conditions. Right. I don't know. I certainly get the argument. You know the the carbon footprint that we're all putting out there. Right. You know I get it. You know, but it I just see cycles going over and over again. But I will tell you this: it has rained around here more than I ever seen it. Having to fish yeah. the Chesapeake all the time. Oh my gosh, the muddy water just keeps coming and coming and coming. It's impossible. Yeah. It's, it's impossible <laughs> to pattern. Brought to you by Hurricane Pete. <laughs> so it's yo yo, yo shaw. Can I say something to that Mike real quick? Yeah, Dave, I, I love your theories. There's aliens, Brian, man. Brian, this may be a long show. No, Come it's on, gonna, it's gonna be quick. A couple million years ago, New Jersey was a mile under ice. There was no SUVs driving around. A million years ago. A couple million. A long time ago. <laughs> a couple million. All right, how about Lake Champlain was carved out by glaciers? There was no SUVs That's driving true. around. Causing glo- we're definitely global poisoning. Right. I don't know if we're warming. Right. You know what I mean? But come on. The goddamn whole North America, the whole Great Plains, <laughs> the reason why they're great farming is because of all glaciers that recede it and grind it all that shit up yeah. to make it great land to plant shit on. Yeah. There was no... <laughs> That's the technical sub- way, too. There was yeah, no suburbans shit. driving yeah. around or, or best right. boats, you know, two-cylinder engines. Right. But they got, you know, like, come on. Yeah. yeah. No, no global warming. Yeah, I, I don't know, global man. poisoning, but, yes. Yeah. The, the reason I say that is I, I'd agree with, with you, Pete. I'd agree that this has been a weird weather year, mm-hmm. not not just here in New Jersey and the Northeast, but everywhere. Everywhere I went, it's, it's, it's been wet, yeah. rainy, high, dirty water, lightning, hail, tornado, everywhere. Yep. It's weird. I mean, we've had, in South Jersey here, we've had, I want to say, three or four tornado warnings. In the last month or so. I don't... Dude, Dave, I don't... Never, ever. Dude, in Runnymede. Ever, never, never. ever, ever, never, ever. Not in my lifetime. W- when we were young, yeah, but was we're, there that we're, shit. We live, we live these little tiny lives compared yeah, to I don't the know, whole though. deal. But I'm saying in New Jersey... Here's the thing. We, us talking <clears throat> this kind of science is about as important as <laughs> ICAST Best in Show. Okay? <laughs> what we're so saying right saying, now man. is as relevant as that fucking spider. You're right. You're right. <laughs> No but fine. it's a it's really getting, nice spot. You know, you know what's pretty relevant? I don't know if you knew this or not, but I am better at flipping than Bill Lowen. 
I know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know that. You want to you want to get pat yourself on the back more, Pete. Tell me a little bit about it. What do you got, Pete? Tell us more about yourself, please. <laughs> tell us more about your eyes. You had right? a Folks fl- at home. Yeah. There was a flipping contest. There was. They have a flipping contest sponsored by American Rod Company, and uh, as uh, as a cash and rod uh, sponsored person, I I was invited to participate. Nice. Yeah. And um, anyway. First round, it's just two guys. They flip into a target similar to uh, throwing those. What's it? When you bean bags. Quakes. Bean bags. Yeah. yeah. Bags, yeah. <laughs> but we got to flip this little bean bag into the hole. You get three points in the middle. You get one point around. And um, and anyway, I took down Bill Lowen in the first round. Wow. It was it was close. Dude, he's a good. He's a great flipper because he's a river guy. He's a river rat. Yeah. Yeah. He's a professional flipper. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just squeaked by him. And then I then I ran up against Andy Montgomery in round two. Yeah. And we were both terrible. We both did really well in yeah. the first round. But I can tell you this: fishing tournaments and f- doing the flipping contest, I was way more nervous. In the I heard. I heard contest. you had. I heard you had the handshake. I did, man. I now got you know what fatigued. Brian goes through yeah. every day. <laughs> shortening his. Shortening a breath. <laughs> Early signs. Of- <laughs> but it was fun contest, man. But Can't the- hear you, Brian. Yeah. The guy that won it, uh, yeah. like, because we, we, I pitched, you know, and most everybody pitched. Yeah. But the guy that won it was able to Who measure out it? the line. Who won it? BT? Timmy Fitzgerald. Timmy Fitzgerald. 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 Okay. Fitzgerald. Right. Yeah. Trevor Fitzgerald. <laughs> Trevor. Trevor. Anyway, yeah. he, he, he measured out the, the line yeah. and yeah. with his wingspan and the rod that he was using, he was able to just get that three-pointer by flipping. actually flipping. Wow. And he would get more casts in. And uh, that was the key. He probably got five to ten more casts. Right. So he, he didn't have to grab he the bait. Him. He didn't have to grab the bait every time. He didn't have whoop, to whoop, load it up whoop, every time. Whoop, yeah. <laughs> whoop, whoop. It's the sound of the police. Whoop, whoop. It's That's the, the sound, sound of the beast. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Come sit back. I want to tell you about it. I'll explain that to you. <laughs> I'll tell you about it. Uh, back, why, why do we bother booking Put guys? back on the couch. Yeah, put 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 back in as me. Back by the way, here's the best of show from iCast, the lore winner. That's the uh, spider, arachnid. Uh, that's okay. Um, yeah, so uh, that's that's interesting. Uh, uh, congratulations though on the high finish flipping. That was cool. It's, yeah, it was very fun. cool. I hope we get to do it next I year. I hope so too. I'd like to, I'd like to enter that contest. Yeah, but, I mean, you talked about its reach. Like, was it a minute bowl? I mean, how big? No, is it? <laughs> not that big. Not that big. But some. But 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 a lot of us tried to do it. A lot of us tried to do it, and I I couldn't do it. I couldn't I couldn't hit the target flipping. Uh, I, had, I had to pitch. Most well, was big, you mentioned the reach, so it had to be substantial for you to mention it, right? Yeah. I, I mean, well, did he, did, he didn't look like his knuckles were dragging, to be honest with you. Yeah. He didn't look that tall. Why, you, why but, is it so loud? Yeah, I, I don't think uh, – I think that has a little to do with it. I think if you look at some of the best flippers in the world, they've had a long reach. Andy Morgan would, would – I, I would say – I'd love to see him in that contest. Yeah. I'd say he'd be right up there. But you look at a guy like Tom Tommy Biffle. Oh, how kill him. Dude, he's phenomenal flipper and pitcher. You and know, he's he's little. I mean, he's not yeah. small. He's got no neck. You know. Yep. He's I mean, actually I'm, bigger I, than I he looks. I catch you. I catch you. Tommy. <laughs> I'll yeah. catch you. Yeah, Tommy's not that big. <laughs> I'll cut but he's bigger than he looks. He's bigger than he looks. How but big he's not is he, Brian? Big. Give me an example. Uh, he's I, he's not a six. Is he a six footer? He's close to six foot. But the way he stands, he looks like he's five eight or six or seven. Yeah, it's probably the lack of neck. It's a lack of neck. Yeah. Well, you know who was the the best flipper of the night. Didn't win, um, but Brent Chapman really scored unbelievable score. Wow! Just I mean, just pegged the bullseye. I don't know how many times he scored over forty 
points wow. in it's, his round. Dude, it's got to have I, – I know Brent, and uh, it's got to have something to do with that Ike rod he's using. <laughs> Maybe so. For sure. So it has now, to have something to do with the Ike rod and reel he's using. techniques we invented. Top rod, after every meeting, what did we have a competition? We did. We did. Every meeting, we had our meetings at the Runnymede VFW. Shout out to Runnymede VFW. It's now the Runnymede Democrat Club. It's or the Democrat, Democrat Club, Club yeah, until yeah, yeah, we yeah. get kicked out of there for yeah. not paying. Uh, shout out to Democrat Club. Shout out to uh, Runnymede VFW. Shout out to Tom's mom. Thank you for being my friend's mom. Um, <laughs> Thank you. We did. We had those. Every meeting, yep. we had flipping and pitching contests. Yep. It was cool. It's a fun part of the sport, that ex- ex- exhibition yeah. part of the sport. Yeah. It's fun. That was, it yeah. was really cool. Really cool event. I can tell you it's well attended. Uh, Eric Jackson was in there. Wow, with um, his kayak or with his flipping? <laughs> he, he, <laughs> with his vodka bottle. <laughs> 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 All right, so back. Before get we get into we we've got uh, Morgan coming on in a couple minutes here. We're going to talk all Hobie. We're going to talk amazing <laughs> uh, new new all stuff they got going on. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Give us a <laughs> Why am I the You're police? making me laugh. Uh, oh, you want to hear the police story? So, we basically, we were in the office. You had left at this point. We're in the office kind of just discussing a lot of stuff, but, you know, the show in general. And it's funny because you always find a, a great time to, like, squash stuff that ends up terribly wrong. I, and say this is a good, I'm saying it in a good way. Like, you're very, out. very good. <laughs> you're very good at knowing when we're we're drifting to something that's dangerous, you know? And you you, you kibosh it, you squash it. Whoop, whoop. So we came up with this thing. We're like, and we were brainstorming up there because the new studio is going to have better technology, you know? Brian's actually going to have buttons at work. He's going to have, have a police a, siren. He's going to have a real sound <laughs> system. A whole light bar. And we were talking about, we started brainstorming, like, sirens, lights. Every time Becky comes in, lights. Sirens, and then we're like, now we'll just play, we'll play that KRS song, woo woo. And then we start thinking, now we can't play for more than eleven seconds, or you know, we'll be copy, it's copyright infringement. But if you sing it, it's okay. So then it's just, so now every time you so come you guys in, you're gonna record yourself singing, or you're no. just gonna, no, we're just gonna I sing it. Standing there because I'm always sitting here on point, man. I'm gonna let everybody point know man. you're in the area. <laughs> <laughs> you're <running> point, you're <laughs> point. <laughs> yes. So we are still on the air. We are. Dave, Dave, you're going to be like I the hot boy on the corner. Uh, we are still on the air. You're right. You're 5-0, right. 5-0. Yeah. No, I, I do, we do give you credit for that. The uh, From from a uh, management standpoint of getting stuff to work, you've been critical in this Ike Live show. It's gone on five or six years. Uh, Beck, give us your – real quick. We, we had talked a whole first segment about it, but I do want to get your update. What feelings on iCast? Good, bad? You want to talk a little bit about it? You were there. You worked hard as everybody did. Yeah, I I actually thought that it was a lighter eye cast. Lighter attendance lighter eye cast. Attendance. Okay. Hmm. It's interesting. I'll have to ask Ken about that. Yeah. But, I mean, we were swamped. We were busy. I mean, every single second was accounted for. Yeah. And it was crazy. Um, but in those few times that we got to walk around, I just, I just felt like it was a little bit lighter than it had been in past years. And I don't think, like, excessively. I just felt like a little bit. Um, I think that it's very interesting. So I've attended these for, what, 10 years now? What it was 10 years ago to what it is now. So back in the day, I don't know if you guys talk about this, my repeating. No, no. So, like, very much back in the day, this was a buyer's show. 
and mm-hmm. it was every buyer from Fire. all over the country. I mean, we're talking about like just little mom pop. We're talking, you know, Walmart, Tucker mm-hmm. Warehouse. It was it was so the buyers show, and the pros and everyone were just kind of like this bonus to have in your booth, and so you partied all night. And then you'd kind of show up at the show whenever you got there. And if you were hungover and you were three hours late, I know something just crackled in my thing. You're good. It was potato chips. If, if you showed up like three hours late, the sponsors were like, ah. Yeah. yeah. Like nobody cared. Yeah, it right. was like so chill with the pros. As long as someone was in the booth to sell the product, like Didn't nobody matter. really cared. It was very laid back. And there was this slow transition where fewer and fewer buyers are coming to iCast now because they've already they've already bought the stuff in. Yeah. They've mm-hmm. seen the new products before the rest of the world has seen the new products. Tackle Warehouse already had that stuff on <clears> pre-order <throat> had it. to show up on the website the day that iCast started. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like so the the industry shifted a little bit and now it's really this media show. It's it's everyone's there to interview. They're they're getting their videos, they're getting their content. Every pro is so scheduled with each sponsor like to the minute at these booths to make sure that Tackle Warehouse gets here at 10:20, yeah. Wired to Fish is here at 10:30, you know. So you know what I mean. So it's it's changed. It's changed yes. a lot. Very much changed. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's it, an interesting shift, and it's very serious, and it's very exhausting. Very you can't exhausting. show up late because if you're like five minutes late to a booth, sponsors are mad because they know they had you for that hour. That window. Yeah. And they, they had book. They had book media to be there or photos or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it throws yeah. everything off. Were you yeah. on time for everything? Everything except the first morning when we took damn cab 15 minutes to the place <laughs> we could have walked yeah. to. I was on time for everything. Thanks to the disguises, by the way. Yeah. Well, now I, I don't even... It's not just me moving him around. So Janet comes as well. So Handlers. If one of us yep. has to go, you know, at Charles... We look at the booth locations before the show, and our schedule is thought out so that we don't have to move him. To Dave, fall. we might have to get you involved in because it's yeah, it's like you wear a mask like the Mexican police, you know, like when they well, the Mexican cops take a drug suspect and put have masks on, just put the whole ski mask on, dude. <laughs> that might be an idea. Well, we mean, said masks, but if all of us wear the ski mask and go in different directions, like and you go where you're supposed to go, yeah, dude. The, the, the funniest the funniest thing, and this happened during the. Uh, BU Live segment, which we did on Friday. We did it from 2 to 3. I invite everybody, if you're watching right now, uh, s- sign up to uh, to, to BU. Uh, Pete, where, where can they go to sign up? Bashu.tv. Go to Bashu.tv. Great content over there. And I want you to watch this this live segment we did. And we gave our own best of show, mm-hmm. uh, unbiased best of show, right. Mike nice. Live. Who was your best of show? My best of show, I I was a little biased, and I did also say the treble hook. Founder's beer? No, no, no. It, it, it was it was the treble. It was the, it was the treble hook. I honestly, it won, and I believe it should should win. And we yeah. talked about it tonight. I thought that was the best show. But in that in the thing we were talking about, Beck, I don't know if you heard this because you were sitting over there, but we were talking about the whole costume thing and how it really didn't work, you know. And then I work. and then I said the same thing you did, Dave. I said. We need full masks next year. You know, full masks. And Pete jumped in and said, hey, why don't you just wear a mask of me? Nobody recognizes me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's... Sail Pete, right through, I guess. Pete well, mask well, is the next term. Well, Mike, Mike, it doesn't really help when you're wearing your Ike hat. Oh, that's uh, true. Beard. So it's like, uh, oh, is, look, it's 
Ike wearing a beard. Right, that's the other problem. <laughs> yeah. The other the, yeah. part Wonder of this straight brim hat with a beard is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Part of the problem was with the nines hat. on. Part of the problem was the badge. I kept forgetting to take the badge off or turn it around. But yeah, the I main problem, the main problem, Pete, was the arm candy, right there. Uh, she gave it away, gave it away. every Why time. You wear a beard? She gave yeah. it away. You should have put the that beard on Becky. That's good. what everyone said. Like, they weren't sure, and then they saw me. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I knew it was him. Yeah. Becky, you got to your paint best? your face or something next <laughs> year, like, Pete, like William Wallace. Pete, what was your unofficial best in show? I picked uh, a fishing line, Cortland uh, fishing line. They have a silent braid that, this. That, this. This is that reduces noise by 30 to 40% through Cortland? the... Cortland? Cortland. It's in New York. Okay. It's made here in the States, and... Uh, yeah, it's it's sixteen strand braid. It's it's quieter, significantly quieter than any other braid. Interesting. Yeah. And they come in all the different sizes. That all the regular. They, n- no, they braid. had a, they had a fifty pound braid uh, that's the silent blade. They're flipping braid, fifty that's pound. All they have, so. At the at the moment, I think that's all they have in the okay. silent braid. But I, I'm not sure. That's what they had, you know, in the show. So uh, that's that that is going to make a difference, I think. Yeah, Brian, you know? what did you pick? I don't remember. What did you pick for your BU uh, best of show? Uh, it was missile. I picked the glide bait, mate. The glide bait. <laughs> oh, okay. Because it freaking works. All right. Catches Justin them. did missile. Glide. Justin did missile. That's yeah. right. JK did the missile bait. And I, I thought the missile stuff was pretty innovative, yeah. too. Yeah. They did some With the fire stuff. tails. Fire tails. Really cool. Yeah. Everything old is new again. Isn't yeah. it? We were yeah. talking about that. Yep. You know? Uh, speaking of new products, we're going to continue it. This is the Ike Live ICAST special buying a carpenter Michael. in a little bit. I'd like to get Morgan on the line. How about right now? You do? Okay. I'd like to get Morgan on right now. And we're going to talk about um, talk about innovative products, Pete. You know, this one, there are certain products that shine, that, you know, you get there and there's a buzz around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, I, I'd say uh, uh, the new Hobie product was buzzing around ICAST. So who better to talk to right now? We're going to get this guy on the phone. A uh, real good friend, uh, uh, head one of the head honchos over at Hobie. Uh, we're going to get him on the line right now. We have we have Morgan. Here he goes. We've got Morgan joining us via Skype. We're going to find out exactly where he's at. I don't know if he's traveling or home. We're going to find out right now. But joining us from Hobie Kayaks, the one and only Morgan Promise joining us. Morgan. Morgan. What's up, guys? How you I'm doing? Here in- Oceanside, California, in the office. Woo! So it's been working. Yeah, working away. Heading to Australia tomorrow for the Hobie Fishing World. Wow! So, it'd be fun. The, the the life of travel from beautiful Orlando, Florida, at ICAST, <laughs> with a, a short week in between, now to Australia for Hobie Worlds. You're a jet setter. You're jet setting. <laughs> You're jet setting. <laughs> You're a jet setter. All right. <laughs> you are a jet setter. All right. Morgan, let's start. What – we got a lot I of people – that's my internet or your guys. I don't know. It's probably ours. We have terrible storms right here in New Jersey right yeah. now, so it's probably on our side. Morgan, what – a lot of people watching and listening right now, tell us exactly what do you what, – what's your role at Hobie? What are you doing? I know you've been there forever. You've been there for a long time. Let everybody know yeah. what you do at Hobie. Uh, so I'm the senior fishing brand manager, and um, – Basically, I'm part of a, a team that does everything from product development, involved in sales, marketing, promotion. Uh, we fish our brains out when we can, when we're not working. We're out there kayak fishing. Um, but, yeah, just a little bit of everything and go to a lot of trade shows and 
get to hang out with cool folks like you guys. So you've it's got, fun. dude. Let me tell you, you've got the life. I I, I got to admit, and I want everybody to go back, go to my uh, YouTube channel, and and go to the Going Ike season three. And I got an opportunity to fish with Morgan Pete out on out on the West Coast, dude. It was one of the most incredible fishing experiences I've ever had. Not just not just in a kayak, not just in a Hobie, but all together. The experience that I had with Morgan was unbelievable, dude. The, <laughs> dude, dude, we caught how many Morgan? How many species of fish did we catch in one day? Had to be I had lo- to be ten yeah. or a dozen. Yeah, yeah, I lost count. It might have even been more than that. You know, it was it was super fun having you out here because um, obviously it was my first time getting to fish with you, and that was really cool to get you out on the Pacific, out there in the ocean, targeting something a little different than wow. uh, than bass. But yeah. unfortunately, what we're going for the yellowtail and white sea bass and stuff weren't really um, around much at that time. But I think we made the best of it with those bonita. We caught tons of different rockfish, and then we and then you, you got that big old slug of a halibut. Halibut. We got. Uh, that was cool. You caught a big. So the sheep is it sheep's head, right? Is that what you call it? A sheep? Was it a sheep's head? What was that? That weird. Yeah. yeah that was a crazy fish, dude. <laughs> yeah. What do, I think you were calling them something. Oh, uh, a buck tooth. Yeah. Buck, yeah. yeah. Teeth sticking out the front of their mouth. So, yeah. They. Yeah. Um, they, they eat urchins and crabs and lobster and all kinds of crustaceans down there. So they're they're really really cool fish to catch. Dude, it, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was an amazing experience. I want everybody to go back to that episode, go on like season three and watch it. I uh, got a chance to fish with Morgan. What, what part of California were you fishing? We were down at uh, toward San Diego, okay. uh, right on the coast. And one of the most amazing parts of the whole process, Pete, were the kayak launches that we did from the beach. And and I, I think people take that for granted. You see ocean yeah. kayak fishing, you see inshore fishing, and say, well, you know, it's amazing to just get out there and just start doing it. Uh, Morgan, jump into that. There's a art to launching a kayak and breaking waves on you the beach. you got to get out past There's the an breakers. art to it. I had to learn it from Morgan, and I wasn't very good at it until I had to pick up some pointers. Talk about that a little bit. Oh, man. Well, we got you. You're good. Go ahead. We got you again. It, 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 Pete, I'll explain it. it was I'm, a, it, I'm, I'm thinking of a movie Castaway. Dude. When he had to get out past exactly, the breaker. Exactly. Exactly the same scenario. Yeah. You know, we were fishing out of PA, I think, 14s at the time. Yeah. Um, and it was right, it was scary. It was intimidating. I can't imagine. I mean, yeah, you you got to be able to wor- be worried about capsizing. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I've watched I've watched plenty of YouTube videos of guys that didn't know how to do it and they ended up upside down or back on the beach. Morgan, you want to talk a little bit about the process of launching a net surf? Brian, you want to try Morgan again? Yeah, I mean, he's live. He just ha- he's having an audio problem. Okay. You there, Morgan? We can see you. We can hear you. Yeah. Oh, you're back. Okay, you got us. Shoot, man, this con- Yeah, this connection's bad. I wonder if I should try 
um, reconnect. And let's do that. Let's re something. let's reconnect, Bry, and we can talk a little bit. Yeah. We're gonna try one more time. Well, well, do what, it, what do you do? Do you like steer perpendicular? Do you quarter them like we do in our bass boats? How, how do you get through the damn surf? <laughs> there's there's a there's a technique to it, um, and and it's timing. A lot of it had to do with timing to when that wave would crest. Yeah. And the first day that we tried it, Beck, I, I think I, I called you like on the phone that night, and I'm like, dude, I was actually sort of scared a little. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it was a scary thing. Uh, but yeah, but wave timing was key, and then also pushing out when you're not in the kayak, and that that was key. Like, you know, my first instinct was to get in and start pedaling out, but I spent as much time as I could in the water, sort of waiting. Until I got to the right area, out a little, trying to get away from those hard breakers. Yeah. And then I actually got in the kayak almost halfway into the process of pushing right. out. So it was timing, it was that, and it, and it was hitting them dead on. The most critical thing was, you know, as you're pushing out, you never wanted to quarter left or right. And you certainly never wanted Sorry. to get sideways. <laughs> uh, and I think that first day that we tried it... I pushed a little, I quartered a little, and I was, I was, like I said, I was a little intimidated, I was a little nervous, because yeah. I could feel that kayak wanting to, yeah. you know, sort of do things it shouldn't, but, um, it, it was a, it, it was an interesting experience. It wasn't something I expected, you know, it wasn't yeah. something I was ready for. I'd be honest, I've seen it a million times, yeah. and I never thought about yeah. how you get out there. Yeah. You, you know? The PA 14? We were out, we were in PA 14s, if I remember correctly, so it's a, it's a, it's not easy. It's a sizable yeah. kayak, that's you a, know? That's a big kayak. But if you make a mistake, all your gear. You got gear. You got your H crate. You got four. You know, I only had, I think, two or three rods. Shit, Morgan had like 20 rods in the boat. (laughs) He's a guy that carries more equipment in a kayak than anybody I've ever seen. So it's an intimidating thing. Morgan, now we got you back, I think. Do you want to talk a little bit about that process of launching in the beach? Because there's an art to it, man. Right? Oh. <laughs> Someone pretending. This ain't working out. I can hear Eric the intern and Dave out in the hallway. I know. Close easier. that damn door. <laughs> Close that door. Okay. Dave didn't like the sandwich. Is that what it was? He liked the sandwich. I I don't know. Carry on. <laughs> okay, it was it was it was a it was an interesting experience. Yeah. That launch was an interesting experience. Well, you know? now the water off the Pacific, like I've been to San Francisco area. I mean, it's freezing. So where you were at, the water temperatures were, I guess, a lot warmer. Warmer. Now it was warm water. It, yeah. was, it was warmer water. So that well, that wasn't an issue. And once yeah. you got out from those breakers, it was, uh, you, you know, it was less intimidating. Right. You know, but. You, but you're, you're bobbing around in that. You're stuff, bobbing man. around, and you got to remember the other thing is when you get out there, um, you start you start pedaling, right? You yeah. start pedaling, and you know you're following a lot of things that we take for granted. You know, you're in a full size bass boat. You see birds working. Zoom. You zoom over to them. You fish. You fish till the bite dies. You zoom to the next place. But here you're pedaling. So you know there are times when you're we're, we see the birds working. You know you got to get there, and oh, dude, you're you're you can feel the burn in your leg. Yeah. 
You know, I was tired. I was tired. These are the phone calls I got. Right. Oh, dude, I was amazed. I mean, these Morgan is so these guys that do it. Yeah. They're they're literally they train you know yeah. they do it so much they've trained for it yeah. so here I am with you know I'm shit Morgan's probably in a kayak a hundred times a year two hundred maybe two hundred times a year I'm in a kayak about fifty right so and certainly not in the ocean a lot so dude yeah. I'm like oh my god. But but then you get to them and you bail on them, you bail on them, you bail on them, and you go to the next one, you bail on them, and it's and you never know what you're going to catch. You're in the ocean, and I remember the end of the first day, and and I can remember being so far out that I almost couldn't see the beach anymore. Wow! And you see these cliffs, and that is an intimidating feeling. You know what I mean? You're such you're so little in such a big environment, but. That same feeling of intimidation is the beauty of kayak, of ocean kayak fishing. It's the beauty of it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you're not in a party boat with other dudes. You're not uh, 50 feet up on this high deck. Dude, you're, you're right there. You're at eye level with these, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was, it was scary and it was also the beauty of it at the same time. Uh, Morgan, do, can you hear us? Do we have you back? We have I a can. Oh, oh yes! Oh yes! That's charm. Morgan, I was trying. I, I was doing a really bad job of explaining the the art of getting that kayak through the surf. Talk talk us through that a little bit, because Pete's intrigued by the, by that whole thing, and it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah, so there's definitely if the surf's kind of big, there's there's some surge happening and you know water kind of going up onto the sand and pulling back. <clears throat> so you just want to keep your kayak straight when you're heading out. Don't ever let it get sucked sideways. So I yeah. kind of just hold on to it on on both sides and keep it pointed right into the waves, and then um, kind of wait it out to where um, you're keeping an eye on the waves and watching those sets rolling through and. You know, you kind of get your timing down, and once you notice a few waves have gone through and you, you, you get what you call a lull where the waves are a little less, you hop on and just and pedal your, your butt off like crazy and keep your nose pointed into the waves and, and punch through. So um, that's that's getting out, and then there's getting in too, which is which is sometimes yeah. not so much fun. But Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you did well, though. Yeah, I was proud of you. Yeah, it was it was it was interesting. It was definitely not. I I didn't. You know, we do a lot of planning for a shoot like that, and it wasn't something I had in my mind. It wasn't something in the yeah. planning of that. Uh, Morgan, right when we lost you, we I got into talking about um, getting far out there, and the you know the beauty the beauty of that, but also you know the intimidation of that a little bit. You told me a story about a fish you had hooked uh, that. That I think it was low light. It was, it was either night or low light, and you had a fish hook that was a massive fish. You want you know what story I'm talking about? Yeah. Re- re- I tell do. Us, tell us that story because I I really I want people to listen to this because it's again I think it's it's part of the beauty of kayak fishing and, and th- this story really encapsulates that a lot. Tell that story, Morgan. Okay, so we haven't had a squid spawn um, at least in this area that we were fishing. Um, for a number of years, at least a decent squid spawn. And so this was probably six years ago or something. We would launch at, you know, three in the morning, go out there with a headlamp and a, and a light, pedal out there to the, to the grounds where the squid were spawning. 
and I'd use a squid jig and catch um, squid off of the bottom and sometimes mackerel and stuff like that. Well, I set up in about 120 feet of water off the edge of the canyon, and I had a pretty decent-sized mackerel down there. And I remember it was 4.15 in the morning. It was a winter time. It was cold. There was a little bit of uh, a breeze. It was probably, you know, blowing like eight, eight miles an hour. And I was kind of outside of the, the group of anglers there. And all of a sudden, my my rod just doubled over and lines started screaming off. And long story short, um, I couldn't turn my kayak because it was pulling out. The fish was pulling out so much line. I had to loosen my drag. And basically, as I got my my kayak turned around, it, it finally, I, I was almost spooled. And basically, I got towed about two miles in 15 minutes. And then, wow. uh, and then, and then I held my spool and broke the fish off on purpose because I started imagining, you know, jaws swimming back at me or something, and being pissed that I hooked him trying to eat <laughs> or something like that. So, yeah, there's some there's some big fish out there. Back in the day, they actually used to catch uh, broadbill swordfish and all kinds of things out in that out in that zone. And uh, I don't, I still don't know to this day what it was. It could have been a big thresher shark or mako or. Or who knows, maybe something, maybe a swordfish, but I'll never know. It's crazy. So. Isn't, that, isn't that crazy? Can you imagine, Dave, being out there? You know, I mean, you're already way off the beach. It's four, it's four in the morning. It's complete, completely black. It's blowing ten. There's a chop. And you got something dragging you another two miles out. Dude. Yeah. I don't know if it's... I don't, yeah, maybe we have... You know, we're not the smartest guys in the world sometimes. <laughs> we, just love, we love fishing, you know. Yeah, that's so. a great, that's a great story. Uh, Morgan, yeah. I, I want to talk iCast. This is the iCast special. And before you came on, we were talking about certain products this year were were sort of buzzing uh, around the show. Pete mentioned certainly trolling motors. What was a big buzz of the show, and and you know the the different brands coming out, the new brands. But the other buzz again, and it seems almost year after year but especially this year the new Hobie product was was something big that you guys launched and uh i i i stepped aside with you during the show when i was over at the Hobie booth and i i told you that i had these inside connections little little birdies even over here on the east coast saying man Hobie is introducing a game changer they're like you're going to want to sell all your hobies right now get rid of them all <laughs> Get rid of them all. Something big is happening, and and so, sort of the world got to see it for the first time before ICAST started on Tuesday. Uh, talk a little bit about what 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 are we talking about here? What created all this buzz? Uh, the Mirage Drive 360. 360. So, uh, it's a 360, so you can pedal in any direction that you want now. So we've had. We've had Ford for a number of years, and then a couple of years or two or three years ago, we were uh, introduced reverse, so the 180, so you go forward or backwards. And now we have a, a drive where the fins can just pivot 360 degrees, and you can go sideways, backwards, whatever direction you want. And uh, yeah, we've, you know, it it's been in development for a long time, like almost six years, and. Wow. Uh, Basically, the way that I look at it is, it's a human-powered trolling motor on your on your kayak. You know, um, it just allows you to do things on on the Hobie that that no other kayak can do. Um, we're always at the mercy of 
of wind and current and even with the 180 drive you know you spend spend a, you, you get used to your kayak and you adjust and things like that but this this drive is just going to allow you to spend less time positioning your kayak and more time fishing and putting the lure in the right place yeah so, I, I mean i can tell you uh boat positioning pete we i've known that since you know forever how important boat positioning is and this thing in kayak fishing is going to it's going to change the game you know it's also got to significantly help you when you have a fish that's trying to tow you two miles out the sea it's <laughs> <laughs> true well i don't know that one was what yeah that that one i was basically i looked at my gps and i was going to eight miles an hour and all i could do was just steer my kayak wow it, anyways Crazy. but wow. So I mean the 360 when we when we started working on it and and uh, and developing it we really um, had bass fishing in mind you know how can we make how can we make our boats more maneuverable get into tighter areas you know how can you shimmy sideways and make a, a cast down the edge of a dock or something like that um, you know open water guys like like myself when I'm at home because I do I do a little bit of everything. Um, fishing, they might not need the 360 as much as someone who's fishing shorelines or docks or, or um, you know, certain kinds of structure like that. Although using it offshore, I have found it really handy for when you're trying to pinpoint and stay in position over the top of a of a reef or rock pile and jig right on top of those fish and hold yourself there. Um, it's definitely definitely advantageous and it and like any fishing tool, right? If it if it saves you time and allows you to um, spend more time with your lure in the right place, it's something we're all going to want because we all want to maximize our time on the water and, and to catch more fish. So I think it's going to be popular. It's well, like, judging by ICAST, it's going to be popular. Yeah. It's like spot lock for kayaks, <laughs> yeah. Pete. It's like spot lock for kayaks. It's like the anchoring feature. I, I love the way you describe it because you got, you know, it's got to be, I mean, that's a big advantage for us with a trolling motor yeah. because. We need to get parallel. Yeah. You know, we need to hit the angles, the yeah. corners, and and now, you know, you're going to have the ability to do that yeah. in kayak. It, it's, it's cool because in the bass world, you know, uh, fishing cover structure, dude, it's it's that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, instantly you think of situations like Standing Timber, you know, Lake Fork, Santee. Mm-hmm. You think of, Morgan mentioned docks, uh, rock outcroppings, like all yeah. those things – where boat positioning is critical. Wind or waves are, Dude, are pushing you up on the habitat, and you need to step you off. You gotta it. stay off it. You gotta make that turn to make mm-hmm. that angle to make that cast. Yep. It's it's gonna be key key stuff. Uh, Morgan, I want to talk to you about that Tuesday, and it's interesting because I cast always starts on Wednesday, ends on Friday, and uh, Tuesday they have a on the water demo, and I think that's relatively new to iCast, right? Maybe the last few years or whatever and this was my first one and, and literally uh, becky and i the plane landed we hopped in a cab becky dropped me off like literally like opened the cab door and said get out we were having disagreement anyway so she kicked me out of the cab and i we really did and i i went uh straight over to lawrence lawrence had booked me to to be there but before i went there i was kind of looking around and and you had Everything from missile missile baits, lure vendors to rod and reels that were doing casting demos, um, you know, uh, uh, kayaks, uh, skiffs, uh, the trolling motor, and all this stuff. But literally, I sat there and watched 
and Morgan, I don't know if you got to see this, but I watched the entire place. So imagine about, let's say, a 1,000 people, 20 booths, media, cameras, the entire place looking at the Trolla Motor <laughs> booth and the Hobie booth. And that was it. And it was like this entire pond where all eyes were on you two guys. And, dude, what an amazing thing to show it on the water, right? We, Brian, we mentioned best of show at ICAST. It's hard to imagine what something does with it just sitting there, right? Talk a little bit about that, Morgan, because that's got to be an amazing thing to be able to show people <clears throat> actually on the water what it does. Yeah, for sure. It's um, It was a new approach to us because it was our first year um, doing the demo. And, yeah, it's definitely when, you, when you're confident enough to bring a product to ICAST and put it in the water and just let everyone go out there and try it and and use it number one you're you've got to be confident in in what you're putting on the water right you don't want things breaking or anything like that and and number two for for people to get that hands-on experience i thought it was really um a different it was a different opportunity for them to really understand the product and how they could use it because when we were talking about this concept and coming up with it and our and our designer and engineer Phil came up with the first prototype I I kind of was like oh, I'm not really sure about this man and and I took it out fishing and within about 2 minutes of of using it I was like oh oh I get it yeah. now you know yeah. uh, there's there's an advantage or two to this and uh so it was nice it was really funny you mentioned that too the the demo started at 10 and it ended at 2 but we had people lined up at 9 a.m to start doing videos we're trying to set up and stuff it's crazy and then yeah, yeah crazy. And then we had um went, it was almost three o'clock and everyone had a lot of booths had packed up and gone home and there were still three hobies on the water and the lorance boat with the trolling Dude, motor and that's that's <laughs> the truth that's a great <laughs> way to explain cool. it everyone else had packed up and the only two Two uh, booths no there were, were Hobie and Lawrence. Yeah. It was unbelievable, dude. All, everyone was there for those two booths, yeah. and everything else was, you know, didn't matter. You know, somebody <laughs> would try to make a cast every once in a while, but then they'd look over and be like, "Ooh, what's that? I got to go, <laughs> go try that out." It's crazy. Uh, Morgan, t- talk a little bit about more. I, w- I want to talk more about the general kayak movement that we're seeing at ICAST, and and Pete chime in on this. Becky too, chime in on this, dude. ICAST the last. What would you say, five years? Maybe three to five years? Yeah. Dude, has been Mm -hmm. dominated by kayaks. Like, it is, you know, you walk around and everything seems less impressive than the kayaks. Why is that? Talk a little bit about that, Morgan. It's incredible. Yeah, I think, you know, kayak fishing's just been growing for 15 years. And then I think about six years ago or eight years ago it started really you know becoming mainstream when we used to go to trade shows people used to walk by our booth and they would point at the they call them the flippers and they would just laugh at them you know and they would look at a kayak and and go oh man i'm a big guy i you know kayaks are tippy and there was this mentality of kayaks are tippy and and there's they're silly and and they just don't work for me and and over the last few years the industry's really embraced it and i think they really haven't had a choice because people are short shore anglers or boat anglers you know you're you're kind of almost one or the other right um i grew up a shore angler 
And for me, getting into a kayak was a way to get off the shore and, yeah. and access water. And I think a lot of people are able to do that now with kayaks. And there's tens of thousands of people kayak fishing. So um, I think the entire industry is going, well, wait a minute. All these dudes are spending money on rods and reels and lures. And, and guess what? You know, we got more money to spend on that stuff, too, a lot of the time. So yeah. um, we're uh, we're here to stay and and uh, we spent some money, so better pay attention to us. I like it. Now I want to get. We yeah. got uh, two kayak guys on our casting couch tonight, and I want to hear from both of you, Dave. T- talk a little bit about it fr- from the perspective of you. You work. You fished from the bank. You fished from a John boat. You got the giant full size bass boat, and then you got burnt out on it. You got burnt out on a lot of things with big boat problems, big tournament problems. You got away from it. You sold everything. You said, you basically said, fuck this. I don't want to do this shit anymore. And kayak fishing revived your love for the sport. Talk a little bit about that. I know we've mentioned this before on, 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 on Ike Live, but I want you to talk about that again. Uh, very much what he said. Like, I was the guy that looked at the kayak. I'm like, that's fruity. Like, it yeah. won't support my weight. Right. Like, I'll never yeah, be you're in a big that. guy. You're a big you know? guy. And, yeah, and then you get, till you get in one. Right. You know, and you're like, wow, this, this isn't what I thought it was. Yeah. You know, much more stable than a canoe. Yeah, you know, about about as stable as a John boat. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, no, it, uh, it it's a much easier and less you know less less impactful way economically to go fish. You know? Yeah, it, uh, it definitely changed things. It yeah. got me back into it. Got you, you know? back into the sport. Sure, Charles, talk about you. You're a kayak guy first, almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. Talk talk a little bit about that because there are people watching and listening right now that haven't experienced it. Why should why should people watching this right now? Get a kayak. Get a Hobie kayak. For me, the biggest thing was access. Yeah. It was access. Number one, not only to, you know, to get on the water in different places, but to be able to afford to be able to get out there and and not feel like I had to, you know, I was bogged down um, with a boat that I might not have been able to use. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's no different than a bass boat now. Right. It's a, it's a bass boat with, with a pedal drive. Right. That's what it is. You know, I mean... We fish. I, I fish a lot of the big tournaments now. I mean, the national championship. There's a hundred grand on the line. Yeah, that's a that's a big chunk of change to be fishing out of a plastic boat. But it's the access, it's the cost associated with it. You know, you you don't have a garage, you don't have a place to store a kayak. I mean, you can put a tarp on some of these things and yeah. pull them over and just be done with it. You know. Yeah. But I was I was a, uh, a I was a sit on tie uh, sit on top paddle kayak guy before I became a Hobie guy. And when I started looking into it, it was all right, uh, I need comfort. I need more space. I need stability. And for me, it checked them all off the list. Right. And also, I didn't have a paddle in my hand. Hands free. I didn't have a paddle in my hand. And then it's like, all right, you know, go with it. (laughs) (laughs) And Morgan, you didn't touch on, like, the most, one of the coolest things with the drive is the the breakaway fins. Yeah, exactly. I was going to mention that. So I heard Mike talking about, you know, fishing all different kinds of structure and stuff. And one of the things was submerged, you know, stumps and things like that. And with this thing, you can literally just plow through stump fields and rocks and, and reefs and things like that. Because basically, well, the fins, when they, when they uh, impact an object, they just, they they retract out of the way. And as you start pedaling again, they get pushed right back into position and kind of reset. So um, it's 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 just those two features 
you know, some people are going to be more stoked on the 360 stuff, and then other people are going to be more stoked on the on the kick-up feature because they're fishing dirty water or river with a bunch of stuff, and they keep on damaging prop drives or or mirage drives with 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 fins and just get tired of having to straighten them back yeah. out. So this will be a big uh, game changer for sure for the 360. And um, yeah, it's just it's awesome. I can't I can't believe that. Um, our engineering team pulled it off because when we were talking about it, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, you you talk about a, a cell phone 20 years ago, and it's just hard to imagine, and and now it's here, so it's really cool. That's awesome. Now I I want to just jump back to um, a lot of Pete. We hear it from everybody, Bashu. We hear it from uh, people at the shows about growing the sport, right? Growing the sport of fishing. And we're very conscious of it here, especially in the office with Becky and the Ike Foundation and getting kids involved. Uh, we just had a big event out on, uh, on Woodbury Lake, getting new adults and business professionals that have never fished involved in the sport. They're all great ways to grow the sport. But Morgan, talk a little bit about growing the sport through kayak fishing, because I think it's, it's really, really under talked about, which is, you know, finally now there's a way to get people in, involved in the sport, to get them out on the water, to get them off the bank. That's so much easier. And I don't think kayak fishing gets a lot of credit for growing the sport, and I think it is. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so, you know, uh, I think most of our memories when we were kids, our first fish that we caught, you know, we got taken down to the lake or the side of the river and we caught some bluegill or something like that. And yeah, that's, that's a lot of people's first experience. And, and once you get that bug, no matter what you, what kayak you get in, we don't care if it's a paddle kayak, whatever. Getting into kayak fishing is just fun. And, uh, obviously we would love you to get into a Hobie, but, um, I think for a, a, a kid that's 10 years old or, or 12, 14, 16 years old, we have plenty of options to, to get them into it. You know, you're not going to want to send your your child out driving a boat. Um, it's kind of a way to get them out um, off of the bank and and onto the water with them. A lot of people in our Pro Angler 14s, their kids will sit in the back with them and and fish yeah. backwards. And then once you get a little bit older, which is kind of how I got into it, my my dad helped me get my first kayak when I was 14 years old, and that was something we could go out and and do together. And it was great, you know, and, and Hobie's, Hobie's involved in, in hundreds of grassroots tournaments around the, the, the country that, uh, you know, we, we try to promote the sport and grow it. Um, we also have our own Hobie Bass Open series, which is, which is a whole nother topic, kind of a, more of an elite level, but we're trying to create a platform for younger generations to be involved with, to get off the couch, stop playing TV games, get out in the water and, enjoy the scenery enjoy some fishing and i think a kayak's just a fantastic way to do it you know um there's there's you can get one from every price range from 200 bucks up you know maybe it maybe it's not a hobie but you can always work your way towards getting a hobie um as long as you're getting out there having fun i like it all right i'm uh riz what do we got coming through we have anything coming through the ims for morgan or about hobie fishing hold on i can't hear you hey put him on put him through hold on a second i can't hear you Patch him through. Okay, there we go. Now I'm live. Uh, kayak fishing in general, we have a lot of people uh, on our message board that are 
certainly into uh, the kayak fishing. And um, one of the things that keeps coming up is the ability to get into the skinny water on a kayak. You know, you can get access to these places that, you know, Mike, Pete, we can't get, you know, our full-size glass boats into these backwater canals and these areas that the kayaks get into. And, um, you know, being able to just drop it in off the top of your car or off the back of your truck, it allows you to fish water that other guys can't. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we we don't we don't need a boat launch either, you know. So so if it's just a little pathway leading to down to some water, we're we're able to get back there, which is pretty cool. How much how much does it cost in a kayak to uh, get your powerhead changed or uh, <laughs> redo your redo your electronics? <laughs> yeah, that's another beautiful <laughs> that's thing. You, know? it's, uh, you, you get home and you scrub off the. The, the dirt and the and the slime and you just get it ready for next time or you don't so there's very little <laughs> maintenance with them too you know it's um that's the beauty of it it it's simple and you can go for a couple hours before or after work or go spend all day on the water if you want um with nice make it as complicated as you want you morgan know? what's what's been your we, we have a question from dill on the message board dill. He, wants to know, he wants to know what your closest interaction has been with a shark um, fishing off the coast of California. Ooh, still. Um, well, I had a um, one time I was uh, I had some squid defrosting in the back of my kayak, and I was fishing inside the kelp for some white sea bass. And I I was kind of fishing this hole, and I saw this this head poke through that was pretty wide, and I my heart stopped because I thought it was the world record white sea bass. And uh, oh, hold on, someone's trying to call me here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Hit the on so it, it poked its head. It poked its head through, and uh, and then I realized it was a shark, and it started figure evading around my kayak because it was just completely enthralled Ooh. and <laughs> just going nuts for this uh, squid scent. And he stuck his head out of the water and just started. He rolled his eyes back and started chomping away and kind of heading towards my kayak. And I had a seven foot rod that I was using, so I took the rod and I whipped him on top of the head. It was like a probably an eight foot seven gill, so I wasn't really worried about anything. And uh, and as he got closer, I kept on whacking him, and he got close enough to where I had to use the butt of my rod, and I actually hit him on the head, and he finally finally went off. And I left the area and pedaled another hundred yards, and he came back later. So, anyways, that was a that was a close Dude, encounter. That's scary. <laughs> oh, Jeez. That, that, that doesn't turn me on. No, no, no it doesn't that's make me want to go out there. There's a, a there's a video a turtle one time, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> there's a, close, there's a video you can go. You know, there's a video on YouTube you could dial up now. There's a guy that had a double paddle that had to beat off a hammerhead for like a long wow. time. It yeah. was just constantly wow. charging me. Bop, bop. Pop them and you hear it, like oh, popping them. Dude, you I've hear ne- it on the camera. I've never had anything like that in yeah. my in my kayak. I had a white swan right here on the lake chase me, and I was scared. <laughs> hey, they're pretty nasty. Dude, they're nasty. I had a swan <laughs> chase me. Yo, I got I, into I, it with a beaver yeah. one time, duck hunting. Did Wait, you? A beaver? Yeah, yeah, beaver. Wow. <laughs> I'd be more scared of a swan, to be honest. But nah, the give me the out. give me the swan any day of the week over your goddamn shark. The swan going to give you a, uh, a band aid bite? A band aid honking, bro. All right. Yeah. I'm also Riz. You got more, but I'm checking the IMs too uh, on social media. I've got one from Pedro that wants to know, uh, Morgan, when is the new 360 going to be available? 
uh, for purchase? It'll be available in the fall. So we're we're working hard right now to really nail down a date, but obviously we're working as fast as we can um, to get those things made and out to dealers. Um, but yeah, the fall is is what I'm allowed to say right now until we have a an exact date. Hey Mike. Okay. Yeah. Charles from New Jersey has a question. When are we getting some delivered to New Jersey? Oh, Charles from New Jersey. Oh, look at that. Yeah, he just wants to know. Charles, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna have to fight off the other people that have already they're they're already putting wow. deposits and stuff down on these things. Oh, so wow. it's gonna be a while. Wait, man. I have a I'm question sorry. though. Does this does this drive just drop down into an existing like Hobie that we already question. have, or do we question. have to get a whole new Hobie? That's a good question. That's a really good question, Becky. So. Unfortunately, we had to create an entirely new well to take this um, drive because um, it's got a big gearing system on the bottom of it, and it integrates with the gearing system in this new drive well that's connected to the, the steering system for the drive. So it's pretty, it's a pretty complicated um, system. You know, it, it's simple but complicated to install if you're trying to retrofit it or something like that. And there's also torque on certain parts of the well. Um, that, that just wouldn't be right. So we offer it in the Pro Angler 12 and the Pro Angler 14, and we make it in one color. It's called uh, Arctic Blue Camo. We're trying to keep it simple here for, for a bit at least. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, so you, you have to buy a whole new kayak to get to get the 360 drive. Which one's the so. Arctic Blue Camo? New Jazzy one that was it, yeah, it's the, nice, cool yeah. colors. The, very, very cool. Inspired by Game of Thrones from the, you know, the White Walkers or something like that. No, I'm uh, just kidding. But Dave, you um, watch every episode, don't you? you know I didn't see this season. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, we got another question came through Facebook from uh, Booker T. Washington. What's it? Booker T. wants to know. He basically wants to know, Morgan. You guys have uh, this is genius. You guys created something awesome. What's next? There's there's definitely stuff that's next. Um, we're one cool thing about Hobie and, and working for this company is um, we're innovators, right? Maybe not me. I just kind of moan and 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 cry and try to get everything that I want like an only child. And then the designers and engineers really go to work and uh, and and make these things a reality. So. Um, Uh-oh. So hold on, while he's dying right there. No, he's not dying. He's, no, he's frozen. He's still there. Yeah. No, no, we got yeah. you. We got yeah, you. Yeah, Morgan. We got you. Okay. Uh. Okay, good. Um, so yeah, it's uh, the future is bright. We're 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 uh, we're always working on cool stuff, and and if you think that uh, kayak fishing can't keep evolving, we'll make sure it will. You know. That's awesome. I feel like cool we stuff. should all go around the room and guess what's next because I have so many ideas in my head. We can. Live we do well. that. Well, let me let me do the last one because I like to I like to take one from Instagram, one from Facebook, and one from Twitter. Uh, this one from Twitter is from Baby Jesus, and the question is, uh, Morgan, is it true, Randy Howe <laughs> traded you out five thousand dollars worth of Livingston lures and a date with Robin? For a Hobie sponsorship. Oh, jeez! Wow, that's um, 
it's not true. Unfortunately, you know, the, the rumors have spread around, and it's just not true. Unfortunately, you were really hoping for a date with Rob. <laughs> <laughs> She's really nice. Uh, no, Randy's, Randy's an awesome guy, man. We're we're uh, we're happy to have him uh, be associated with the product, and um, we got Randy and and Mike up there flying the flying the flag, man. And we're proud of proud to have both you guys. So. Love it. There you have yeah. it, baby. Jesus, you're wrong. <laughs> Can we go back to these ideas, though? All right, I, have, ideas. I have a lot of ideas. Right. Take a guess, Peter. The next, uh, ca- next kayak is going to be the, I don't forget what you call that technology, the hydro, where, where it floats that. around on the water surface. You know where they blow jet drive? Jet, jet, no, no. Bo- oh. Ho- hover, hovercraft. Hover. Hover that was my hovercraft. Like, hover Hobie. Like in, like in the rap hover videos, me. they like yeah. lift up and down. No, that's like, hydraulic. That's hydraulic. Oh, like, he's talking about hover, like yeah. hoverboard, like yeah. Yeah. drop back to the future hot. two. Well, that oh. that'd be even further yeah. advanced than I was okay. thinking about. Oh, okay. All right, All right yeah. that's a good one. I'm, I'm, I like that. Uh, hey, uh, and, and we and we are both the police too. We like wow. the same page. Uh, Dave Brodzik, guess on the next Hobie innovation. Guess yeah, what's we'll next? Figure out a way to make it half the weight that it is because they've already figured half out the weight. 360 okay. degrees. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna they're gonna cut the weight. Okay, that's what I think. They're yeah, substantially cut the weight. Ooh, ooh, are we close on any of these so far, Morgan? Maybe. Yeah, it's, I mean, as long as you guys are willing to pay for carbon fiber, we can cut the weight ooh. half pretty quick. Wow. He, didn't, wow! he didn't say anything about the hover. No, he didn't say anything about the weight. No, no, no. We're way too far advanced, Pete. <laughs> next, no. next year. Next year. Uh, Charles, <laughs> any guesses on what's next for I, Hobie? I'd love to see a redesigned Pro Angler. That'd be kind of cool. Ooh. Ooh. Like a sleeker, right, you know? You, Ooh, you pick yeah. up, you're picking up what I'm putting down, right? I'm picking it up. <laughs> I know you, Charles. I'd like to see that. That'd be kind of cool. I know. Something with power pole, you know. Yeah, in kind of thing. Up already, like, like, wow. yeah, like the Outback. Wow, mm-hmm. that'd be pretty jazzy. What okay. about the like Ike Foundation yeah. kayak? Oh, yeah. I like this. Like, Tell totally. me more. Ike Foundation colors. Tell me more. Tell me more. Branded, yeah. Tell me more. Co-branded. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty fly. I like that. It. Would be that would be bad to the bone. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean that's doable. So we just gotta. I hope you already rocked some of those happen. teal colors. Yeah. See? So I, I feel like this would totally yeah. be in their their ballpark. All right. Yeah. All right. That gives us some good ideas. Uh, All cast members need to receive one for testing. By that's the way. right. Test yeah. 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 ever so possible. That new 360 <laughs> right. You ever fish out of a kayak, Pete? No, I've been in a kayak out here just a little bit, but I've, mm-hmm. I've just uh, I've been in one a little bit, but not that much. It was a canoe. <laughs> You know, the kids The kids have them and use them. I mean, Stella at five yeah. was in hers, and she could do the pedal drive. Oh, Before yeah. that, Vegas used to just toss her in his H crate and yeah. take her around. I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? My sister. I don't know. Is that legal? It's like, just my <laughs> sister. Yeah. In, in most states. She I loved it. it. She'd just she go out there, she and it. she'd yeah. hang out for hours. Yeah. It was great. I think Jake, my son's nine. I think he would love it. I think he would love just having access and that freedom, you know. Because uh, he's always trying. Whenever he's in my boat, he's always telling me what to do. <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, no, we can't go there. No, we're not gonna. And so I think he would just love. So you let that him freedom. get behind the power and drive it. The boat, yeah, yeah. yeah I let him. I, you know, he can't reach the pedal, so right, he's, yeah, yeah, he he yeah, just yeah. stands there and drives. He he likes it. That's, That's cool. cool. Hey, but you know, we're we keep talking about the kayaks. Yeah. But 
Hobie also makes a really neat paddleboard. They make a great paddleboard. I'm a, I'm a paddleboarder. Paddle I'm not yeah. as much a kayaker as I'm a paddleboarder. Yeah. And I've had a couple now, and I have the one that you can inflate. That is the sturdiest yeah. paddleboard I've had yet. And I, I totally did not think, I, I'll be honest, like when I first got it, I was like, oh, this thing's going to tip. I can't do headstands on this. Like, I'm going over. <laughs> it has been the sturdiest <laughs> paddleboard I've had. Yeah, pretty amazing. Headstands? What are you doing? Yoga out there? Yeah, She's doing Yoda wow. out Yoda, there. Yeah. Star Wars cool. and Yoda. Yeah. Is that yeah. or something like that? It's unbelievable. Uh, Morgan, uh, I, I got to tell you, honestly, we and we talked about this at the very, very beginning of the show. Uh, very exciting uh, launch of the 360. Definitely one of the highlights of ICAST, in my opinion. Uh, way above the Spider. Uh, <laughs> Uh, slightly above the Lorange trolley motor, but definitely one of the hottest product launches I've seen at ICAST. I think there's a big buzz about it, and I know it's going to be big for you guys. Very, very excited to get our own here, Charles, in, yeah. in New Jersey sooner or later. Can't wait to get one out on the lake uh, and excited to get in one. Exciting. Yeah, well, I think we might be able to do that soon, Mike. Yes. Um, just Charles, Charles isn't allowed to come, though. Okay, that's all right. Yeah. That's okay. He's, he's busy. Uh, anyway. yeah, yeah, he's busy yeah, he's selling. Work. Boss lady. But, the, but we can just send videos to him, right? That's really, really helpful. Thanks, yeah. guys. <laughs> it's always spreadsheet weather for Charles. Yeah, never fishing weather. Yeah, so. Never fishing weather. It's always spreadsheet weather. Uh, Morgan, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, appreciate it a lot, and uh, can't wait to to fish with you again, bro. We got to get yeah, out in the boat again. Same here. Yeah. Same here. I can't wait either. And I know um, your Ike Foundation kayak fishing tournament's coming up real soon, right? We yeah. do, Beck. You want to? Like, you want to talk about that real quick when Morgan's still on the phone? Yeah, we got it Aug- coming up. August 10th, so we need everyone to sign up, especially all our, our local folks. But um, the winner gets to go out to Arkansas Hot Springs, right, Morgan, for the BOS? Yes. Yes. So the, yeah, so they, the, the event qualifies. I believe the winner qualifies for the Hobie BOS, which is stands for Bass Open Shootout. And we've actually had it. It's our first year running this event series, and the Tournament of Champions is going to be in Arkansas. And uh, so that's going to be exciting. And then we're going to be doing it again next year, too. So check it out. There you have it, everybody. Uh, Morgan, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you, guys. All right. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. All right. You all take care. Dude, that's awesome. I mean, Hobie, kayaks. They're definitely growing the sport, dude. You got to, you got to, you got to admit that. If you don't see that, you're blind because it's growing the sport. For sure. I think it's awesome. It's a great avenue for people coming out of high school or college to be able to get out there and fish, to compete, to to enjoy it. Um, the downside of this conversation and many of the conversations tonight, Charles, I think there's no need for you to follow up on the lunker hunt proposals. Yeah, no, you were planning that on sending us. <laughs> that's sad along with that. What are you talking about? We're that's, supporting the product. That spider sat We've down beside us. Right it washed my hopes and dreams away. It's actually the, one of the only best of shows that we've shown yeah. here tonight. Yeah. The with this Bitsy spider. <laughs> Ike smashed the water spout. Yeah. <laughs> We're not dissing him whatsoever. Uh, and a Freddy Frog. And a Freddy Frog, that's up there. Right? That's there. Now, uh, I I want a little bit. We're going to take a break here in just a second, but Brian the Carpenter, you want to, do you want to jump into one of the mic spots? Uh, do you want to give an update on the Ike Live uh, boat build a little bit? you want to talk a little bit about that? I know people are excited about it. We've seen some new videos I don't know if we want to pull one up here or not and show uh, show an oh. image or a video of 
of where the Ike Live boat build stands. A lot of excitement behind this. Did you say this. boat? Uh, boat build. Boat. Boat? Yeah. Ike Live boat build. Dude, it's coming together. We, tiny uh, boat. True, t- true tiny boat. Yeah, 16-footer. Yeah. Uh, me and E just uh, cranked out episode number four, the edit on that, and that, that uploaded yesterday. Well, hello. Wow. And episode four, correct, 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 if I'm wrong, was decking. Yes. Okay. Framing and Framing and, decking. And, and the hatches and live wells and, and all that business. And um, uh, next week we're going to, I believe we're either going to do live wells, probably the live well. Lloyd. Yeah. The live well. All the plumbing oh, okay. and all the, everything that goes into the live well. Lloyd well. Yeah, <laughs> Lloyd well. Lloyd well. <laughs> yeah. And then, and, then, and then everything that's involved in the electronics, which is a massive episode. There's so much electronics in that boat. And that little, that little stinker's got a lot going on. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, it's really cool. And the, the interesting thing is um, about a month ago, I guess, Brian turned me on to a, a, a Facebook page called Tiny Boat Nation. And it's, what is it? How many members? Something ridiculous. 40 million. It's not that many, it's but it's, it's it's a lot, and it really makes you realize how many anglers there are out there that have tiny boats. You know, mm-hmm. you've got guys with big boats, you've got guys with Hobie kayaks, you've got bank guys, but there are a ton with 10 to 16, 17-foot John boats. Yes. And these boat builds are a thing. Yeah, These boat fun, builds man. are really cool. And there's you know? a lot of really good boat builders on that page. Right. And there's a lot of... Yeah, there's a lot of cool ideas and guys. David, cool. guys that build their own power poles, like they build their own power poles and everything. It's crazy. It's crazy. There's I, a lot. I, I did mine 30 years ago. Yeah, and I'm. You did a tiny boat 30 years oh, ago. Oh yeah. yeah, it was just, it was just plywood carpet. Yeah, and a, a Viking ship. Yeah, yeah. Mass. Yeah, some wind. Yeah, and current wind. There was heat setting the sails. Valhalla of Delaware River. Get, getting, getting the bar- big skies, sailors' delights. <laughs> getting the bar- getting the barrels of Captain Morgan's in the boat. Yeah, with the our Pete's well, first mate, Captain Morgan, our maybe Marwich. Yeah, yes, yes. I had on my Pete's run, mask. Run me Yamaha 99, R. <laughs> Pull it harder, matey. Stop starting. I have my sights set on the sandbar. Keep rolling, Rock. Look yonder. Yeah. <laughs> Pete's quiet killer. I'm going tide. <laughs> Go faster. Tie your Pete's knots. Scallywag. Matey, I'm, roll. I'm, roll. I'm, I'm telling you, the earth's not flat. It's round. <laughs> there we go. We're, we're going to make it. Keep rowing, mate, or I'll pinpoint you in the ace. There he was. Standing I'm, Pete, on. I'm Pete's pirate, yeah. bitches. Yeah. <laughs> standing on the banks of the wee Delaware with George Washington. I'm Mar, <laughs> building me boat. <laughs> I'm Pete the pirate, bitches. bitches. <laughs> Arr. Arr. <laughs> That's what it means. Stole that from Dave Mercer. That escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back in my day, oh, we used God. to build boats out of plywood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yo. This new fangdangled broad fella, he uses aluminum. Damn, man. Yep. Like, Pete's boat Happy. built. Like, after, after Pete put in, like, 
the ore sockets in the <laughs> gut. <laughs> like the mirror. Ah, I'm, I'm done. Big <laughs> 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 All right, guys, we're going to put in these ore sockets and we're done. <laughs> I'm done, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go float your ass, bitches. <laughs> That's custom. That's custom. You see, this, this part of the show is not funny for me. <laughs> All right, let's get back to Brian's boat build. <laughs> Brian, back to Brian. Dude, right. Pete's boat was way better. <laughs> oh, my God. It was lit fire, dude. It was lit fire. Before it was cool. Because you know everyone at home just envisioned a boat that we envisioned. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's an amazing, amazing description. You know it was like Huck Finn's raft floating down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was like a mix between like a Viking yeah. and a pirate ship. Yeah. John Caruso. Yeah. Dude, the interesting hey. thing is this boat that Pete's talking about. The Pete's built. The Pete's built. The boat that Pete's <laughs> built. The Pete's built. The boat that Pete built. <laughs> it was like Pete and Boo Radley constructing a boat. <laughs> Dude, it's it's maiden Pete. voyage. Pete's what, getting pissed. Was it or was it not right here on Lake X? That's what I want to know. I couldn't. I, and I couldn't say, but I... I for it was sure, in the top it was five. Lake X, it right? was I, it was out there soon. Wow. My boat, my I mean, I learned how to fish on Lake X, yeah. but the uh, but my boat still exists. The, the original, the original, this one that we're talking about, the one we're talking. We've got to get this boat. How I got, do we I get need, it? I need Eric? I need to get a picture. I'm still connected with the guy that bought it, so I'll, I'll get we'll get pictures of it. Now, does he use it or is it has he shelved Just it? There. No, he rebuilt it again. Okay. It's like been rebuilt five times right. now. The rebuild. The rebuild of the rebuild. That's what happened to use plywood. The remix. Yeah. 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 Dang. Wow. I don't know what it's looking like now. I think they used it for crabbing for a while and duck hunting. And I Yeah, I don't, wow. I don't know. They didn't sail across the Atlantic like I did. Had interesting <laughs> life. There I was. A young Pete. <laughs> Eager to get on the world. I'd like back. to see this boat. I would like to get a good view of it. Oh, that's uh, amazing. Now, Pete, you, you totally took over. <laughs> <laughs> you saved Brian from the boat build. Yeah, you did. You did. I do want to get back to boat build. Uh, it, it is, this is a, a new modern thing. Because we all, all used to do ours in plywood. Well, we, like Pete said, we did the same thing same with our thing. crawdads. Very you know, very basic, using plywood, Shit. but you we have had, to redeck it, you know, oh, over yeah. and over. Get we soft and mushy. And we had live wells, live back wells. motors, yeah. front motors. Yeah. But, but, dude, the interesting thing now is the technology, the materials, and how everybody's trying to outdo each other. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. watching. I love our build. Yeah. But then I look on Tony, Tiny Boat Nation. I sent Brian a picture the other day. Dude's got a rod locker, middle yeah. storage component nice. on gas shocks that. And I'm like, this is un. Dude, these guys have five, seven, ten grand into yeah. a, a fucking five hundred dollar huge yeah. John boat. Yep. I'm like, this is awesome. Hell yeah. It's a movement. It's you cool. know. I like it. Yeah, like right. People watching, listening right now. People where watching. where can they watch these? Uh, Ico well, they're builds? all uploaded to your YouTube channel, Mike Iconelli's okay. YouTube channel. Mike Iconelli Fishing, and YouTube also channel. on the Ike Live Instagram TV. TV. Okay, Instagram TV. And oh. IkeLive.com. And IkeLive.com. It does. A word. I didn't know that. That's awesome. <laughs> a word. <laughs> a, a word. All Let right. Well, that. here, Bright. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I I do these things. The, in, the interesting thing the is part of this uh, boat build, of course, of uh, uh, Brian the carpenter. Brian, you had amazing. Dave Haas. Dave Haas. Dave shout Haas out to is Dave. The master. He's, he's master the man. of yeah, this. Yeah, he's and the man. and we, of course, Eric the intern. Uh, shout out to Eric the intern. Still back there somewhere. 
uh, filming a lot of this, and capturing editing. Yep. and editing a lot of this. But there's also a, a, a fourth party involved in this boat build, and we've got them right here in the God. studio for a second. And I don't know if you remember from a few shows ago, but Brian's Torquedo uh, is very <laughs> yes. instrumental in a lot of the build. Uh, Brian's Torquedo, talk to me a little bit. How you doing tonight, Brian's Torquedo? <laughs> Brian's Torquedo? Oh, Brian's Torquedo, are you there? A lot of storms tonight, so the connection... <laughs> the breaker's off. The connection's a little bad tonight. Brian's Torquedo. Brian's Torquedo. Things have gotten worse. Sometimes I wish I was just buried under the rubble in the garage. Along <laughs> with the Dakota and Motor Guide courses. Wow! <laughs> he, it's amazing. I mean, that's testament... To the work, though, <laughs> that goes into this <laughs> I, I want to stress, Brian Turquito, I want to stress that, dude, this is a lot of work, Pete. This isn't easy yeah. when you sometimes want to bury yourself under rubble. You can yeah. imagine the immense it, amount of pressure. But that, it, yes. Brian's Torquedo, it's, it's always darkest just before the dawn. Right. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I've seen the pictures on Instagram. The yeah. garage is pretty full. Yeah, it's full. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, man. It's heavy. Uh, Brian Sarkito, tell us a little bit more about your experience, especially the last few weeks, because I know it's been a struggle. Brian Sarkito. It's just a bruise that I got falling down the steps. I swear he had nothing to do with it. Please. I don't get it. <laughs> well, it's a battered torquedo. I mean, there's. Uh, hey, listen, listen. We all we all get bruises. I've got a bruise right now. We all we're all bruised and battered in our own way, Pete. Whether it's physically, internally, you know, life life in, in essence is a lot of bruising and battering. It's getting through. That. It's you, do, you, do you don't you don't think Brian's torquedo was assaulted? I don't. He may have been. I mean, there may have been an assault here. I don't know. It's it's borderline. I I just don't know. But it sounded I, like we might have to call the authorities. We might have to call the authorities. But here's here's the thing. Again, life is tough. Life is stressful. Brian Torquedo, tell us more about what's been happening lately. It gets worse, Mike. The other day, Brian, with one quick twitch of his wrist, tried. Let the code of let the battery boys. <laughs> 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 hey Dave, you, you gotta turn that up, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, we're the only people that can do that. <laughs> <laughs> the bit's a complete flop. It's as loud as it gets. That's a really good thing, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I'm yeah. so sorry right. to the, everyone out there who can't hear it. <laughs> So I suspect Brian may have had his finger on the audio button on that one. He yeah. may have. I don't know. But, it, but again, you know, stuff happens and you get through it, and that situation could have been a lot worse. Yeah. And Brian Cerquito, we want to let you go because we know you're coming through the spiritual world. Sometimes it's – what? Sometimes there's a rough connection. But Brian Cerquito, leave us a, a parting thought on where you're at in your life and in, in this boat, boat build process. The other night, when Brian left me out in the rain, a small little white ghost was talking to me about trying to escape with him. Florida. <laughs> 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 
I feel like I'm on the outside of this inside show. <laughs> 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 I'm laughing at everything. Oh, <laughs> well, there you have it, Pete. Every, you know, Brian what, Sarkino, what? he sometimes wants to... Ex- All right, that super. I don't know that that super flop of a segment of uh, Brian Cerquito is a perfect segue to take one one last break here. We're going to go into the there's, third segment. There's no way Ken Duke's talking. I don't know. Is Ken still around? <laughs> I have no idea. All right, all right. I texted him hours ago. All right, here's what, here's what we're going to do. Hang in there with us. We're going to come back for one more segment. We may or may not have. Uh, Ken Duke with us. Uh, if the good news is, if we don't have Ken Duke with us, we've got a couple more important things. We're going to be taking our winners, uh, of course, to our Facebook like, share, and comment contest. Also, the uh, uh, best new iCast product ideas and the worst, stinkiest products for Doctor Squatch. We'll be taking those. And last but not least, as a replacement, if Ken Duke can't make it. We're going to get Brian's ghost on the line here. <laughs> Hang in there with us. When we come back, more Ike Life. Like, you good, man? You know we're doing a video right now, right? I'm about to go down there and tackle that dude. Hey! <laughs> hey there, official world. What's shaking fat cat dude coming at you? Listen, let's talk about something very important. And I'm not talking about Jack and Jaws ripping lips 2455 and Big Belly Kelly out of a brush pile. I found Primal Urge Foods. Ladies and gentlemen, what Primal Urge Foods is, it is a monthly meat stick box month. Every month, you get a box of meat sticks to your door. Retail is probably, I don't know, $30, $40, $14.95 a month. Now, you can pick many different varieties. You can pick a surprise box. You get a little bit of this, you get a little bit of that. You get some $24.55 and $5 to $4. No, we don't like antibiotics. No antibiotics. And these right here, Completely, completely eagle-free. Now, the gas stations, B6 you buy, probably have eagle in them. They have rhinoceros in them. But we are Americans. America! We're not eating bald eagles in our meat sticks. Guaranteed, none of these meat sticks have bald eagle in them. That's the number one reason to buy these meat sticks. You want to get granddaddy a gift? Hey, you're dating a girl. Ooh, she's fine as muscadine wine. And you want to warm up on her? I'm getting excited talking about women. I forget, I forget what it's Primal Urge, $14.95 a month. Monthly meat box subscription. It could be called a uh, Bombs. Bombs. Box of meat sticks. <laughs> you just do like I do, and every month the box shows up, and I don't know what's going to be in it, but they're all delicious. The meat right there. I, I tell you what, that's something going right there. It's girthy. It's Fat Cat Newton, Primal Urge Foods. Please. Ike Live is the code, guys. Ike Live. Ike Live is the code. Okay? Primal Foods, Ike Live is the code. It gets you $5 off a box. Okay? Four and a half inch drop shot worm. Bama bug. Finesse jig, PB&J. Give me something hard. Hey, KVD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three-aught, no, four-aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerkbait and a stickbait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about Calculus. And he knows a lot about Calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, Four Places to Throw a Frog, exclusive decals, 
zombie bass, and how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. Oh. Is he in my pocket? Hey everybody, Mike Iaconelli here. I love fishing this time of the year. It's cold, it's winter, it's snowing. But if you want to prevent the buildup of ice, use real snot. Every time I'm fishing this time of the year, I put a couple squirts on all my guides, especially the tip before I start casting. Try that tip when you're fishing under these cold conditions and you're going to catch more fish. See you later. There's a special place in our hearts for the tools of the trade. They're what we prep for a good day on the water. They're what we clean after a good day in the field. Flambeau's patented Z-Rust technology protects the gear of today from rust and corrosion. Z-Rust. For the performance of tomorrow. Preserve. Perform. Repeat. You work hard to catch your fish. TH Marine has two products to ensure your fish survive. The Oxygenator injects 100% pure oxygen into your live well. That increases fish survival by 35%. For the perfect combo, add G-Juice Live Well Treatment. It calms fish, stops bleeding, removes ammonia, and replaces slime coat. Get an oxygenator and G-Juice, and keep your fish alive. <laughs> 